All right, everybody, welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, you're joined by your host, Dakota Esri, and welcome into the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for all your comments, reviews, ratings, listens, subscribes. It is all incredibly appreciated. I'm still doing some tinkering when it comes to my audio, so please let me know what it sounds like. Um, I kind of lost my voice a little bit from yesterday's ball game. Super exciting. We're going to get into all of that, don't you worry. But first, as always, we're going to start around with Around the World. What a, what a weekend for, for, for sports in general, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, big time upsets. Uh, Celtics beating the Bucks, 25 for Giannis, 23 for Tatum. That's incredible. I thought I had the Bucks winning this by uh, single-handedly, quite simply. I, did, I just didn't think this was going to be a seven-game series. All due respect to the Celtics and the Boston, but I thought that just the Bucks were just a better flat-out team when it comes down to it. But however, the better team prevailed. Great to see the Celtics move on to, to the next round. It's going to make a great series versus the Miami Heat. I look forward to that. Mavs versus the Suns. This stunned everybody. Everybody. Quite simply, the Suns didn't show up to play yesterday. Luka, 35 points. Brunson, 24. Denwini, 30. Devin Booker only puts up 11. CP3 puts up 10. No Suns player had more than 12 total points between their bench and starting lineups, which, as we all are aware when it comes to basketball and the playoffs, is not going to cut it. So with that being said, a little stat on CP3 I saw this last night. Minus 39 player efficiency rating was the worst game in his career. You know, I've, I've been a huge CP3 fan all the way back to his days in New Orleans when he was the point god, and he was scoring 25, you know, 12 assists, couple rebounds. He's been a great ambassador for, for the league for years. His commercials with, with Cliff Paul are absolutely top-notch. But with that being said, uh, you, you know, play to win the game, as the old saying goes. And unfortunately, the, the Suns were not able to win the game, nearly even show up. They pulled their starters by about the beginning of the fourth quarter because it was a blowout. Congratulations to... The young, young Mavs, great moment between Dirk the Great Nowinski and Luka Doncic. I love, love, love Luka Doncic. Dirk was one of my childhood favorites when I used to play 2K back in the day. A little nerdy point there for you. He, he was the man, and Dallas has been looking for a player of his caliber for a long time since Dirk uh, hung, hung up the cleats, but it's great to see that he was able to get that done. The Mavs move on. It's going to make a great series versus Golden State. Luka versus Chef Curry. Clay Thompson, the crew. I can't wait for this series. It's going to be off the chain. Oh, man. This is where it gets a little interesting because uh, interesting reports came out this weekend that the Carolina Panthers, first they say they're not interested in a veteran quarterback. That includes Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, and whoever else would be on the open market. And then this weekend... After they disputed the report, they came back saying, oh, well, no, we are interested. Even though we reported during the draft, we weren't interested, which is why they drafted Matt Corral out of Ole Miss, which is it, it just, it's just odd, you know? I mean, I look at the Panthers. They have tons of talent. CMC. They have a defensive end in Burns, who's an absolute stud. They have plenty of players. DJ Moore. They've got a, they got a decent squad. They just never had the quarterback. Sam Darnold is a bum. I'll say it flat out plainly bum you know for fantasy owners like myself last year who had him for the first three weeks he was the greatest thing since sliced wonder bread you know he was running in for multiple touchdowns passing for for, for multiple touchdowns 
it was incredible to watch, but it pretty quickly came off because they signed Cam Newton, and we all know what happened when they signed Cam Newton. The, the, the wheels fell off the car, and then it was a skidding halt of that momentum. Novak Djokovic won the Italian Open this weekend. Great to see. He's been having a bit of some vaccination issues, you could say. He has not been able to perform in a lot of uh, events and tournaments recently due to his vaccination status. But it's great to see that he got back inside the win column. Frank Gore won his first uh, boxing or his boxing debut last night via knockout on Saturday. Great, great sign. I love Frank Gore. He's such an absolute monster when it came to the NFL. And now he's knocking people's lights out when it comes to boxing. Okay, here we go. Mariners, 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 Mariners. What a crazy weekend in the Big Apple. Game one, Marco Gonzalez versus Max Scherzer. We get the we get the win two to one. Ty France, Jesse Winker with RBIs. Marco, Marco, Marco. You know, uh, I have a, I have a nickname for him called the Bulldog. You know, it's not because he's from Gonzaga, but this guy is a competitor, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't throw 95 miles an hour. He doesn't have huge velo, but he is crafty. He's gonna irritate you. He's gonna throw on, if he's really on his game, he's gonna be on your hands. He's gonna have a sweeping circle change with a nasty knuckle curve that he worked on in the off season. It's really, really an impressive watch uh, outing to see from Mark Gonzalez go six and two thirds innings pitched, five hits, one earned run, three walks, five strikeouts, and straight dueled Max Scherzer, who is the richest pitcher in the entire league and in MLB history per AAV average salary per year. Pardon for the page turn. Game two, George Kirby. Unfortunately, we couldn't get this done. We're, uh, yeah, it wasn't George, George, George Kirby's fault. We lost five before that game. Uh, Kirby, four innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, a walk, a strikeout. This is what I love about George Kirby, though. The man throws strikes, and he throws hard strikes. He's been a very, they call him a polished pitcher since he came out of Stetson, the same university as Jacob and Logan. I mean, that's enough said by itself. Corey Kluber also came, came from that college. 89 pitches, 60 strikes. That is incredible. Pit, that strike to pitch ratio is absolutely what we're looking for right now. Unfortunately, Matt Brash wasn't able to, to, to provide with that, but I do have a Matt Brash update at the end of, of, this, of this podcast today. Some really positive things to hear from him, like what his, what his trans, transformation was. Three errors in this game, in game two. It just ain't going to cut it. You can't have a sloppy game and expect to win a baseball game. It doesn't work like that because you're just going to give the team additional chances and opportunities to capitalize on, on your mistakes and errors. Wesley, Jesse Winker, Jesse Winker, Jesse Winker, Jesse Winker. Oh man, I got a lot of I got to eat some crow because I was on the on, on on the team of should we trade Jesse Winker? And I know it you know might have been too early or a knee jerk reaction to him hitting two hundred before we went on on the road trip. And uh, I have I am been very wrong recently because Jesse Winker's been tearing the cover off of the off of the baseball home run. In that game, two hits for Ty France. Steven Suzu came up with the ball club to replace Jared Kellenic. Got a pitch at RBI. I'm loving what I'm seeing from, from, from Jesse Winker right now. Game three, eight, seven yesterday. That game yesterday was electric. That was sweaty. That was what I live to watch baseball for. This is why I do what I do because those are the moments that create memories 
that our statues could be, be become and built off of for a season. You know, bases are loaded. Two outs. You have Pete Alonzo come up to the plate. And I'm driving in my car listening. My palms are sweaty. I'm a, I'm a mess. I'm like, oh, the polar bear. This is a, not a good matchup. I don't like this. Diego Castillo comes up, strikes out the first guy. I'm like, oh, man. Because I talked about Castillo in, in the previous episodes. And he's been struggling mightily. He's not been able to have, have his control on his pitches. It's been so frustrating. And then he comes in, gets that strikeout. So clutch. Steps up to the plate. Does his job. I'm like, okay, we needed two outs. There's one. And then here comes P. Alonzo. It gets to three and two. And I'm just like, I'm just praying to the baseball gods. Just let this happen one more time, please. One more time. And he strikes out Pete Alonzo. Rick Riz is losing it. Aaron Goldsmith growling and roaring inside the, of, 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 the, of, the, of, the, of the broadcast booth. I love it. I love it. This is the moment that our team has been looking for for this entire season, I do believe. Going on the road and being the first team to beat the Mets in a three-game series in their house is absolutely huge for the confidence of this ball club, ladies and gentlemen. Massive. You beat Max Scherzer. I didn't think that was going to happen. I was on the board. I see we take an L. Not that I don't, I don't believe in Marco, but the talent difference between Marco Gonzalez and Max Scherzer is night and day different. But Marco was like, look, just because I don't throw 95, 97, and I don't have, you know, the most elite tier pitches doesn't mean I can't compete with you. And I love to see that scrappiness, the fight of this team. Robbie Ray yesterday, six innings pitched, five hits, five earned runs, three walks, nine strikeouts. The same theme with Robbie Ray is happening again and again and again. I can't figure out why exactly it's happening. I listened to Ryan Roland Smith yesterday on the post-game show talk about how a lack of focus in a moment, a single moment, can change an entire inning for, for a pitcher. I love listening to insight like that from uh, previous veteran pitchers and previous players who played this league at the, t at the highest level because they know what those moments are like. And Robbie Ray was doing fantastic. He got into the fourth inning. The wheels fell off of, fell off of the old car again. But somehow he was able to dig deep. He was able to figure out what was going wrong. He was inside when he got back to the dugout after the fourth inning when he was on his post-game uh, conference with Shannon Dreyer. He mentioned that Scott Service came up and asked him a couple questions. He didn't divulge in, into the questions, nor, nor should he. But he was pretty much said, Skip was like, hey, you think you got it to finish? And he just says, give me the damn ball. And that's why we signed Robbie Ray, ladies and gentlemen. That is why we signed Robbie Ray. Right there. Right there. Very simple. Because when we need a horse, we, he, we needed somebody to lead this rotation. Logan is not ready for that yet. Logan is not a number one. He is a very quality number three high-end number two. He's not a number one pitcher. No due disrespect to Logan Gilbert. He has been struggling mightily. We all seen that. His control has been all over the place. But Robbie Ray, we, were, we paid him as a reigning defending Cy Young. And I, we all kind of figured a slight regression was going to happen because you're not going to have back-to-back -back Cy Youngs. It's just very un unrealistic. But overall, he's been pitching fantastically when it comes down to the simple aspects of 
competing when you have to compete and delivering the goods when it's time to get them done. And he was able to lead us six innings, which saved our bullpen. I'm gonna get into the bullpen here in just a few minutes, but overall, it's been a great showing, what I believe from Robbie Ray. He struggled, he went on the cold, cold road in Minnesota, and then had a you know three or four day uh, a, a break in between starts. It was not planned because of the crappy weather in, in, uh, in uh, for, for the White Sox, excuse me. That was one of the craziest weather games I've ever seen. It really was. You know, winds blowing 30, 40 miles an hour. We probably shouldn't even played that game, to be honest with you. It might have been a health hazard from like not even the players, but for the fans, because when the ball's moving that hard, it can cause some serious damage to people. Glad nothing happened besides for a handful of errors. But with that being said, home runs by Rodriguez, Raleigh, J-Rod had his first career four-hit game yesterday. Four for four. Just an amazing day. He's hitting 264. That's absolutely incredible. And we all knew this kid had talent coming into spring training. First at back, crushes a home run, 117 exit velo. The you know, Mariners Nation is going crazy. We all we, the talent was there. He's batting 346 in the month of May. 346. He's hitting the ball out of the ballpark. He's continuing to steal bases. His con his ball to contact is getting better every single time he goes out. Which I also believe is the reason why Jared Kelnick felt that he needed to press. Because when you see another young player who's around the same timeline as you, just finding his stride and doing it so naturally, you want to do what he's doing. That's what professional players are there for. They're there to compete, to finish, to do their job, help this team win. I'm glad that Jared Kelnick's had a good mindset going down to AAA. Everything I've been seeing, a couple of things I posted up onto the sports group, uh, Sports in the Northwest on Facebook. That's been absolutely fantastic to hear when his mindset's been going down there. He's just trying to get his confidence back. He's, gonna, he's trying to trust his hands. He did admit that he wasn't really trusting his hands. He was trying to use his physical strength, which is how you usually get hurt, unfortunately. But thankfully, that wasn't happening, knock on wood. And uh, with that being said, 16 hits for this offense yesterday, season high. Unbelievable. I couldn't even, I was just like, I, I had to like reread the box score two or three times. 16 hits. Wow. I'm just gonna go down this, this list right now real, real quick. Toro with two hits. Frazier with two hits. France with two hits. Winker, seven game hitting streak. He's up to 224 batting average. Last time we had this conversation or, or this podcast, he was hitting 200 and I was roasting him. Him and Eugenio Suarez were hitting 200. I said, it ain't good, it ain't good enough. It ain't gonna cut the cheese. You know, you can't you can't expect to be a perennial all-star player hitting 200, Jesse Winker. And he's proven me that, hey, maybe he's seen something different. There was a conversation between him and Scott Service that happened recently. Scott said, I need you to step up. I need you to be the Jesse Winker of Cincinnati, not the Jesse Winker that has been going on the last month and a half, two months. I know it's been a struggle. You've been acclimated to a, to a new team. I respect it. I understand the process can be difficult transferring, but we need you to step up and get it done. And he's been smashing the baseball recently. Oh man, the home run. Whew. Jay Shreve, man, I bet you know, Shreve's probably glad to see us gone because we tore him up a fresh one. We forced Carlos Carrasco to get out of the ball game for the fifth inning yesterday. That's huge. He has been balling out the last three starts. Minimum five and two thirds innings pitched. 
less than two earned runs. He's been killing it. He really has. And we forced him out very, very early. May took advantage of that bullpen. Made him work. I talked on Shreve. He got teed off the whole series. J-Rod, Winker, he just let up home runs all over the place. Hard contact was all over the field. I love to see that. I touched on Matt Brash. He had four strikeouts and two innings pitched this weekend, which is absolutely fantastic to see that. I love seeing Matt Brash ball out uh, in, 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 the, in the bullpen. You know, he's got such filthy electric stuff. I listened to Rob Freeman, AKA the Pitching Ninja on Twitter, and he just raves about Matt Brash's stuff. Cause it's disgusting. He's got a 98 mile an hour fastball when he was starting. It means he could throw triple digits with that wipeout slider, the knuckle curve. You start placing those pitches a little bit more, Matt Brash, and you come up. And with him and Munoz, we get, I heard that Giles is gonna be back within two weeks. Romo's back up now. This bullpen's starting to come back into shape. It really hurts losing Eric Swanson. He has been a vital, vital part of our bullpen this year. He really has. Last year was a huge struggle when he came over from the Yankees as part of that deal for James Paxson with Justice Sheffield. Um, he's been a huge question mark and a struggle pretty much up until the end of last year and this year. He figured something out with attacking the top part of, of the strike zone with his four-seam fastball, using the heavy splitter down inside of, of the zone. Usually he's really like a two-pitch pitcher, but his pitches are so incredibly nasty because he increased his spin rate in the offseason and working out in our pitching camps that it really boosted his confidence, boosted his, his, his pitch movement. And I mean, the results are paying or you know, proving for itself. It's incredible to see, incredible to see excuse me. Got a little bit of dry mouth, but we're working through it today. We got a lot, like I said, we got a lot to get into with this. Uh, Chris Flaxen versus Yusei Kikuchi today. Uh, Drew Steckenrider was sent down to Seattle. Rowena Salias up due to vaccination status since we're going to Canada. Looking to continue the hot bats. Jesse Winker, J-Rod, France, Frazier. We need these guys to continue to carry this ball club right now. I don't know what's going on with Suarez. Uh, Suarez is hot and go, hot and go. It's I don't I don't know where he's at right now. He's got and all the power in the world, all of the ability in the world. I love his fielding. I think the fielding's been the probably the biggest pleasant surprise from Suarez. I don't know how you guys feel about that. That's the kind of where I'm at. You know, you can have light tower power all you want, but third base has got to have the glove. That's the hot corner for a reason. And he has been playing exceptional defense right now. A couple things on the Hawks schedule. I'm going to guess a projection of 7-10 and 10 for this year. Yeah, we have the trip to Germany, as, as everybody knows. Uh, when we travel the most miles in the NFL, that's just a lot of, uh, that's a lot of groundwork. It's a lot of airtime, fly miles. And I know that the Seahawks organization and the coaching staff is going to have them prepared to go in and get this done and be a professional team because Pete has nothing less than that in general. Um, I'm curious to see what happens. I've seen more and more reports about Levi Lewis recently and this undrafted guard out of Georgia State who had a quicker three cone than our, our DB we drafted out of the University of Cincinnati, Kobe Bryant, which is incredibly intriguing. 36 reps of 225. Apparently he's pushing Phil Haynes for a spot, which is outstanding to see and hear. Because first of all, when you uh, in our new system with Shane Waldron and Andy Dickerson, our offensive line coach, we want an athletic, 
aggressive zone running scheme. We're not going to be a power running team anymore or for the foreseeable future. This benefits Ken Walker. It benefits Charles Cross, Abe Lucas, um, Austin Blythe at center. I like what this line really can be. Because Abe Lucas, I think myself personally, has been the, the standout, like I touched on in the previous podcast, of the rookie camp. He was a monster. Everybody said he looks like an absolute freak in nature. I love to, I love to hear that. Brock Heward had a, uh, a meeting with him a couple years ago when he was still, uh, he was six foot four, 240 pounds. And he put 60 pounds of muscle on. And the quote I heard through Brock, through Brock and Salk podcast, give them a shout out and subscribe and a listen, is this guy was an absolute freak in nature. Like he ran a 40 faster than most quarterbacks did with that 300 pounds. So I'm really curious to see what happens with that. I think that the offense for in general is going to be really good this year. The defense is going to be interesting to see what happens. And Chan Uoso, Cody Barton, uh, our, our second round draft pick, Mafe, um, really curious to see what happens there. Touched on Kobe Bryant. I like what they've done. Regetting back digs. Here comes Adams all over again. I think the Hawks will be competitive. They'll be seven and ten. Um, I don't think they're gonna. They're not gonna push for a wild card unless the NFC is complete garbage, which from the looks of it could happen because the NFC has a pretty tough schedule in general this year. With that being said, my final takeaway from everything this weekend is a very cool moment. One of my all-time favorite players of all any professional franchise, baseball, NFL. I'm not really a hockey guy. But Albert Pujols pitching as the closer for the St. Louis Cardinals, I give a round of applause to the St. Louis Cardinals because these guys know how to take care of their veteran players, their beloved fan favorites. And Albert Pujols came home to retire on the perfect ending note for his incredible Hall of Fame, I mean, career, the face of a league, the batting stance, the smile, the way he treats his fans, his family, the I mean, the broadcasters. He spends his time going up to like the booth and you know asking how you know how he's doing and how are they doing and how are their families doing. That's he's such an incredible man and a role model for so many people like myself to look at and say, "Yeah, Albert, you're more than just a baseball player. You're a fantastic man." And with that being said, thank you to everybody for listening to today's podcast. It's a little bit longer than the last couple of podcasts. I believe this might be our longest one, actually. So I'm really curious to see what you guys like when it comes to length. Please do me a favor. Subscribe. Hit me uh, ratings. Give me some reviews. Give me some comments. And until next time, see us rise. Let's go Mariners. And let's get this W today.